Last week, our colleague Stu Wu landed a big interview with the CEO of TikTok. It was a big deal. I mean, he's, he's done very few interviews uh, since he became CEO two years ago. And TikTok CEO Sho Chu looked the part of a tech guy. He was wearing, I guess, the modern 40-year-old tech CEO uniform. It was like a plain white t-shirt with a little bit oversized, but with a, like, a close-fitting blazer on top and jeans and, and sneakers. Going into the interview, there was one thing that Stu really wanted to ask about. So you sit down with him. It's a big, important interview. And one of your first questions for him was about quail? <laughs> the quail, okay, yeah. A lot of people don't know this, but Sho uh, is not Chinese. He's Singaporean. The reason Stu wanted to ask about the quail is because in Singapore, men have to serve a stint in the military. And Stu's heard stories about what that's like. Yeah, I had a college classmate from Singapore, and he said at the end of military training, survival training, you're like starving in the jungle for five days. They give you a live quail. And what my college classmate did was he killed it with his bare hands, skinned it, and then cooked it and ate it. So I wanted to know um, what show that the TikTok CEO did, uh, you know, in the same situation. And how did he answer? He didn't seem to want to directly address it. What would you do with the quail? Uh, yes, yeah, so this is to get a badge. Um, if you finish the course, you get a badge. If you don't finish, if you fail the course, you don't get this badge. And I, I didn't want to spend too much of the hour trying to figure out whether he had uh, killed that quail or not. But Sho did talk about the survival training. They leave you in a swampy area for five days. You're supposed to survive. You're supposed to build your own hut. You're supposed to find food, which is very difficult. At the end of five days, you you gather with a group of like four or five people, and then you begin like a 90-kilometer uh, trek to base camp in the forest. Uh, it's probably one of the physically the toughest things I've ever done. Now, decades after that survival training, Shochu has a new challenge keeping TikTok alive in the U.S. Last week, the Biden administration said it wants TikTok's Chinese owners to sell their stake in the company, or else the app could get banned here. And this Thursday, Sho is in D.C. to testify before Congress. I mean, he survived survival trading. I, I don't know whether TikTok's going to survive uh, what the U.S. government uh, you know, has in store for them. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Monday, March 20th. Coming up on the show, the TikTok CEO and his fight to save the company in the U.S. It can be hard to see the challenges the people we work with are facing. Addressing these invisible struggles can make us and our companies healthier. Join Holly Robinson-Pete on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. As CEO of TikTok, Shochu has seen a lot of viral videos. You know, there was some um, jiggle jiggle last yeah. year. My money don't jiggle jiggle, it falls. I, like I, I, I mean, I tried. It was very difficult. I'm not a good dancer, but yeah. <laughs> that was fun, right? What, 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 is, what, is yeah. on, what is on your feed and what's your favorite content? I, actually, I, I actually have a lot of signs on my feed. So uh, new Degrassi Tyson comes out a lot on my feed. 
I, I learned a lot from him. There's a lot of uh, stand-up comedy on my feet as well. Uh, so a lot of jokes. I, I see Saturday Night Live from time to time. It's, uh, Me too. Yeah. So my feed is very entertaining. It's, it's educational, it's light educational, science, and a lot of entertainment. Viral dance videos, comedy, science. It's the kind of content that has made TikTok one of the most popular apps in the world. Almost half of all Americans use it. But the U.S. government has concerns about TikTok's Chinese ownership and what it can do with all the data the app collects. Here's our colleague Stu. Chinese law says that Chinese companies have to aid the Chinese government in any um, national security matters. The U.S. government is concerned that this Chinese law could compel TikTok to hand over data about its more than 150 million American users. TikTok, they know what you watched, when you watched it, when you log on. They can get your IP address, your internet address, which is, gives you approximate location. So there's the concern about individual data, but also concern about, well, what can the Chinese government glean anything from the uh, patterns of, the smartphone patterns of American users. Another concern is that the Chinese government could use TikTok as a means to influence American citizens. If you ever use TikTok, you know you open the app, a video shows up, and then it automatically shows you uh, the next one when you swipe. So uh, the U.S. government is worried that the Chinese government could ask TikTok to tweak that algorithm, that system, to show you video that it wants you to see. The the doomsday scenario is TikTok uh, influences the videos in a swing state in a presidential election and then helps elect the candidate that would be friendlier to China. A spokesman for China's foreign ministry has said that it believes the U.S. government is spreading misinformation about TikTok and is using national security as a pretense to hobble a foreign company. These concerns about TikTok in the U.S. aren't new. So in 2020, uh, the Trump administration basically tells TikTok, uh, we're going to try to ban you or you can sell yourself to an American company. So TikTok reaches this deal with this group of investors, including Oracle and Walmart, for a sale worth you know, tens of billions of dollars. But in the meantime, TikTok also sues the Trump administration, saying, you can't do that. So um, that gets held up in court, and then uh, Trump loses the election, Biden comes in, and he puts a pause on that. Pretty quickly, TikTok, they started uh, negotiating with this Biden administration uh, panel called the Committee on Foreign Investment in the U.S., so they're, they're trying to reach out this way of, of saying, of figuring out how can we stay in the U.S. Uh, while addressing your national security concerns. Show's answer to the U.S. government's concerns is something called Project Texas, which TikTok has already begun implementing. And under this plan, TikTok would uh, hire Oracle to store the data of all its American users. Here's how Show explained it during his interview with Stu. The idea behind Project Texas is it won't matter what the Chinese law, any law says, because we're taking US user data and we're putting it out of their reach. It is stored in an American cloud infrastructure. Access to this is only by US personnel, American citizens and US green card holders. And um, our plan is for that team to report to an American board uh, made up of you know Americans with national security credentials. So. It will be no different if anybody wants to get access to U.S. user data. They have to go to Americans for this. That's basically what we, the structure we have built. How does Project Texas address the U.S. government's concerns exactly? So Sho is saying it's about the data, 
where is the data and who controls it, who can see it? You know, what, what videos you watch, how long you, you spent on it. That wouldn't be in control of TikTok. It'd be in, in Oracle's control. That information would be physically stored on Oracle's uh, computer systems. The other thing Project Texas would do is give Oracle, an American company, access to TikTok's video recommendation algorithm. TikTok would hire Oracle engineers to monitor TikTok's computer algorithm, the, the one that recommends videos. The idea is that they become deeply steeped in it and, and they can monitor it and they'd have to approve it before there were any changes made that might change how Americans get their videos on TikTok. And so the idea here is that if TikTok did try to, say, tweak the algorithm in such a way that might influence voters in a swing state like, say, Florida, those Oracle engineers would spot that and say, hey, hold on a second, TikTok is doing something here, and then they could put the kibosh on it. That's exactly the idea. And TikTok is spending a ton of money on this effort, more than $1.5 billion in the U.S., and more than a billion euros on a similar project in Europe. And, and these projects of data sovereignty are very expensive to build. I think they're going to be worth it. Uh, but the truth is, they are very expensive to build. Shows that the company is spending so much that it's preventing TikTok from being profitable. Despite all this, lawmakers still aren't happy. There's a new push to ban TikTok. The congressional efforts to ban TikTok look pretty serious. And Sho has come to Washington, D.C. to defend the company. I think it would be an upset if he pulled off something, if he saved TikTok from being sold or banned in the U.S. That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. This episode is brought to you by Global X ETFs. Buzz around artificial intelligence is seemingly everywhere. Is your portfolio keeping up? Consider the Global X Artificial Intelligence and Technology ETF, ticker AIQ, which invests in dozens of stocks at the leading edge of this disruption. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. Technology companies can be affected by rapid product obsolescence and intense industry competition. Before investing carefully, consider the fund's objectives, risks, charges, expenses, and more in the full or summary prospectus at GlobalXETFs.com. Read carefully. Distributed by SEI Investments Distribution Company. Last year, ByteDance, TikTok's Chinese parent company, was accused of accessing the data of American journalists. After the story broke, TikTok did an internal investigation and found that their employees had, quote, improperly accessed user data, and they fired them. At the same time, a number of states across the country started banning the app on employees' devices. And in the past few months, lawmakers in Washington have been proposing national bans. A new bill from Republican Senator Marco Rubio aims to ban TikTok in the U.S. The House of Representatives has banned TikTok from official government devices. He calls for a TikTok ban heating up as Senator Mark Warner prepares to unveil a bipartisan bill today. To give- Starts off being a few Republicans, like Senator uh, Marco Rubio, calling for this. Then more and more uh, senators and Congress members 
join on, including some Democrats, which, which I think is a key turning point because now the folks who want to ban TikTok say this isn't a Democratic or Republican issue. This is a, an, an American national security issue. And last week, the Biden administration told TikTok that it'll ban the app in the U.S. unless its Chinese owners sell their stake to an American company. Why are they doing this? What about Project Texas? Isn't that supposed to allay all these concerns? So I've talked to some political aides about this and some Congress members about this, and they say that uh, it's just not good enough. He's gone around Washington trying to meet with these Congress members individually, and and most of them say he's a nice guy, but um, he can't offer us enough. They're still worried that a determined adversary in China could find a way to insert something in there that takes data, that lets them spy on data, or you know influence the videos. They basically just are saying, yeah, that sounds nice, but there's just no way you can prove to us that this would never happen. Right. I think TikTok feels like they're in a position of proving a negative. And, and, and they do point out that they say explicitly uh, the Chinese government has never asked us to spy or do anything like that. And if, if they asked us, we would, we would say no. National security officials say that TikTok would have no choice but to comply with the demand for data by the Chinese government. So how would a, how would a sale of TikTok solve these problems? The folks in favor of a TikTok ban say, well, that would um, reduce the ability of, of the Chinese government going to you know, someone who owns the company and saying, figure out how we can spy or figure out how we can influence the videos. But Sho told Stu that selling ownership to an American company wouldn't necessarily solve the problem because even American-owned social media networks have had data breaches. Like when Cambridge Analytica improperly accessed data on tens of millions of Facebook users during the 2016 election. That data breach was severe. And, you know, a lot of data went to a lot of countries that, you know, I don't think most people are comfortable with. So the ownership is, doesn't prevent the problem. It doesn't actually solve the problem. You know, what actually solves the problem is the structure we put in place. You know, the safeguards around data, the third-party monitoring of source code. Sho also said that banning TikTok would be a loss for America, too. One of the things that Sho was saying was that, look, if you ban TikTok in the U.S., that means, you know, people in France or whatever, they're going to see, you know, less Americana, less American culture, less, less of that soft power that makes, you know, America popular in many parts of the world. You know, you could be an American user, you could go viral in France, for example, right? So is there anything that TikTok could do short of selling itself to an American company that would pacify the U.S. government? I can't see anything. TikTok has yet to win a friend in, in Congress or any really major elected official anywhere in a state. I think to stop the momentum in Congress is going to be hard. So I think that leaves TikTok with a couple options. If the uh, Biden administration tries to ban them, uh, they could sue again and challenge us in court. There uh, would be, or there are potentially First Amendment issues on whether you can ban a platform that more than 100 million uh, Americans use. So, number one, I guess you could try to win friends in Congress. That's good luck with that. And number two, you could try to fight this in court. TikTok and the U.S. government sort of seem like they're like in this rocky relationship where TikTok is like, I'll, I'll, I promise I can change. Like, I'll, I can do the dishes. I, I, you know, I'll do more. Uh, and the U.S. government is just sort of like, no, you don't get it. I just don't like you. You know, I want to break up. <laughs> I, I think it's possible that TikTok has offered more, you know, concessions and oversight to 
the U.S. government than any other business in history, and it might still not work. I think both of those things could be true. And on Thursday, Sho will appear before Congress. Do you, do you consider the hearing next Thursday a do or die moment for Virginia? No, no, it's not. Okay. I think it's an, uh, it's an. I think it's a great opportunity to show up and um, explain the work that we've done and listen to feedback and answer questions. Uh, you know, I, I do think I, I look at it as that. You know, it's an opportunity to do that, not you know a do or die moment. That's all for today, Monday, March 20th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and the Wall Street Journal. Additional reporting in this episode by John McKinnon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.